Hello, and welcome back to season three of the Security Metrics Podcast. I'm Jen Stone. I'm a principal security analyst here at Security Metrics, and I am stoked beyond measure about how many people have been downloading and listening and sharing this podcast with their friends. It's allowed me to do another season with you. And and as we uh, launch into it, if you have ideas for people you'd like me to talk to or topics you'd like me to cover, totally into hearing that from you. Would love to, to know your thoughts. And so don't be shy. You can email us, you can leave comments, whatever you want to do. I And I have to give a shout out before I get to our, our guest. Hunter, my, my producer who I talk about probably way too often, sorry, Hunter, built this great new studio for me for this, this year. And, and it's, um, he's not happy because supply chain issues and we don't, we, we are behind on getting some of the things that he wanted to put up. So it's, he's like, it's not even done yet, but it's so cool. If you're not watching on, on video, check it out. He did such a great job and I love this new space. And uh, we have some really great guests lined up for you for this season. And I wanted to start off with somebody that I found on LinkedIn and I watch everything he puts out because it's hilarious. And it's also uh, a good way, I think, to teach people about cybersecurity. And I thought, going to kick off the year Introducing you to someone who I think you're going to find valuable as well. Let me let me read off my page so that I don't forget anything. His name is Ian Murphy, and he is the founder of CyberOff. It's a security awareness and training company. Does a lot of really hilarious videos. Um, we always ask our guests for their certifications. You probably wouldn't care at all, but he has CISSP, FBCS, CITP. He has a long background in cybersecurity. Um, and so I think you'll find that interesting as well. You'll have to have him tell you because I will forget. So he, we're going to talk about cybersecurity in in um, terms of training, how you get people engaged in the topics, and and what really good security awareness is all about. Ian, welcome to the show. I am so excited to get to talk to you today. Um, a, a lot of people are, are familiar with you from your uh, very funny podcast. Uh, presence on LinkedIn and and other places. So I would like you to tell me a little bit about yourself. What is your background, um, particularly in, in the space of cybersecurity, and, and what kind of brought you to where you are now? Hey, Jen. Uh, thanks for having me on. Happy New Year as well. Um, so so my, my background in cybersecurity, uh, I've been in it nearly 30 years now. I kind of got in it in 93, 94 when I I left university and I joined the Ministry of Defence. So I spent about 10 years with the Ministry of Defence, um, doing everything from the physical security side and working on cool stuff like submarines and all that type of stuff. And it was really interesting and, and cool and got to meet some interesting people. Uh, then I went into um, uh, in, in, into the dot-com bubble in London in, in uh, just in 2000 uh, with a small startup. And we just had a year of fun, just just staying drunk, D- drinking and being drunk will will be a theme throughout my career. <laughs> by the way, so noted. So I, noted. I, 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 I don't want your American audience to think I, I need an intervention or anything like that. But I'm okay with it's it. A, it's a us, culture us, thing. It's a lifestyle choice. It is okay. <laughs> it is us British have a totally different approach to drinking. Uh, and as an aside, I used to. Wait, I then went to move to Symantec. 
and I worked for Symantec for five years. And we'd go to worldwide sales conferences every year, which would be in like Nashville or Vegas or Florida or San Diego and Dallas. I've been to all those places. And the British contingent would come and get drunk for the week. And all the American um, employees would look at us thinking, all of you guys have problems. All of you guys need some kind of help. And we're just like, leave us alone. We're fine. So I think that's the cultural difference between the Brits and the Americans. Right? You guys there. are fine getting drunk. Um, we would prefer our 12-step programs. Yeah, you know, it's... Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't need to talk about my drinker with anybody. Just get me another pint. I'm fine. So... Okay. um so so yeah it's uh so so five five years at semantic really good times it, it was during the the initial time when semantic went from being an av to an enterprise security company and then they went and ruined it by by merging with veritas um and then and then i left at that point because because i think that merger it complicated stuff for me in my mind about what they were trying to do mm. and and it brought in a sales function that was distasteful in in my view to mm. be quite honest I brought in a sales at all cost rather than having fun and enjoying it and being a close-knit right. community uh, and and then for since then since 2006 I, I've worked for myself I, I had a year in Australia um in in about 2012 or so where I went to work for dimension data and and if anybody wants to know what the past is like go and work in Australia for a year because they're like Social attitudes are like twenty years behind. But you escaped, else. so. <laughs> oh, Sorry, I, 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 I escaped. I, I love the place and I love the people, right? But they say stuff over there, but I go, even I go, oh no, no, you can't say that. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course we can, mate. That's supposed to be an Australian accent. <laughs> I have only been once, and I loved it. I would love to go back again. Um, oh, Beautiful, it's a beautiful country with wonderful people, but everything wants to eat you out there. Yeah, everything. Yeah, the bugs, the snakes, the spiders—they all want to eat you. So, so be careful if if you go. So, <laughs> yeah, for 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 all, all that time, I've I've then worked for myself, um, and and I enjoy that because I, I realise that I'm unemployable by anybody. <laughs> so, so by design and possibly desperation, you are now self-employed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, in part of that process, uh, uh, you you founded the business that you have now, which uh, is CyberOff, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, it, it's it's an unexpected turn for me, to be quite honest. Uh, in terms of, I never ever once I when I got into this career, I never thought it would end, or, or, or I never thought it'd go where it's going at the moment. Um, I, I've done everything in, in security from the techie side to the sales side to leadership to CISO stuff and all, all, all that kind of tech compliance regimes and all of that type of stuff. Um, but but I never thought it would ever go into the entertainment side of things. Uh -huh. um, I, don't, do, don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy a good song on a karaoke, right? I enjoy getting up in front of people and and telling jokes, you know, I, I did my first stand up at fifty last year. That's amazing! So, Congratulations so, for doing that. That can't have been easy. Oh, I, I get I get two responses when when I tell people uh, I I do stand up. The, the first response is, "Oh, I couldn't do that. Ooh, that's 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 a bit difficult to." You. And and 
and they they talk about it as a fearful thing, mm-hmm. you know, which which I use in my routine, which is cool because because I give them silly options of what would you do rather than doing stand up, you know, and it's, <laughs> and 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 then the, and then the other thing they do is they get interested in my genitalia, oh, no. and from the point of view where they turn around and go, oh, you must have balls of steel to do that, and I'm like, <laughs> no, the same as everybody else's, you know, it's it's just okay. I, I'm, I, th- I think I think it was about three or four years ago. I was doing videos on LinkedIn to to raise my profile, raise my brand, raise raise the the Ian kind of nonsense. And part of that was uh, just writing posts. Part of it was then I, 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 I kind of uh, moved from writing posts to to doing articles, to doing blogs, to to then doing the odd video of me ranting at a subject. Mm-hmm. And it started off with me ranting a. Uh, the terrible marketing that exists within cybersecurity or the terrible phrases we use and, and things like that. And it just progressed from there. It's just a, a, a slippery slope from ranting about something to then dressing up as the Spice Girls to losing your dignity. That is a slippery slope right there. You have uh, gleefully slid down that slope, though. And that's actually, oh, that yeah. is the reason that I was most interested in talking to you is is watching uh, these wild videos that are that that inform people about cybersecurity topics, um, just uh, some of them I'd I'd watch three four times in a row and and just laugh and and I thought I need to talk to you because okay I hate training so so I don't know and probably most of the of, of our listeners do too you get you know usually we have the the online thing and you get this notice hey you have these trainings waiting for you in this platform yeah, yeah. and and my response is is who can I pay to take this for no actually just kidding yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that I don't <laughs> want to do the training it's really boring and you've taken a yeah. completely different tack tell me about uh the the response to to the the humor in training um what do you think it brings do you think how how do you think how do you people respond to you um first off um i think humor is one of the best tools to educate right um we have fought for far too long in the industry used fear don't do that. Yeah. Bad things will happen. Ooh. And we've used it to sell and we've used it to train, right? Yeah. And and I think that fear, uncertainty and doubt, whilst it's an emotion to be used, it has to be used sparingly mm-hmm. because it exhausts people. Yep. People don't want to hear the skies falling in all the time because our biases protect us from that stuff. We have inbuilt biases that protect us from a whole bunch of stuff and that's one of the things. And, and I thought to myself, well, what's the thing that, kind of helps me and uh, uh, I remember most from say my school days or, or or my earlier career and it was always laughing it was always the humor that normal people had in their everyday lives and their businesses that could then convey stuff to me my, my first career was as a mechanic so I did four before I went to university and joined the mod I did four years as a mechanic and it was one of the best four years of my life because it was full of middle-aged men who've been mechanics all their lives and and actually their humor and the way they used it taught me and got me through my apprenticeship the same as at school I remember the funny teachers and the lessons they taught for the fearful teachers I only remember getting getting a a a slap off them or or things like that when when teachers could hit kids back in the 80s oh yeah I lived through that yeah (laughs) Yeah, you know, so and, and they did, by the way, for those for, for for those kids who are going to school nowadays and watching this thinking, 
oh, teachers would never. No, teachers were absolute sadomasochists back oh, in the seventies. Yeah, some of them were pretty awful. They would they would yeah, come yeah, up yeah. with with reasons to to give you yeah, a good yeah. smack or the. the yeah. I, I grew up in. I went to school in Canada, and they would give yeah. the strap in in that take a you know strap and smack you on the hand yeah. with that, and it was awful. Yeah, yeah. The, the cane as well. We would have a bamboo cane and they'd smack you on the backside with it. And I'm not sure whether it was for their their own pleasure or just to hurt you, to be quite honest. You know, it's yeah. just... Um, and the, not a good, good learning days, tool. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and it isn't. And 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 um, I, I, it just got me thinking with with Cyberoff. The, the times I've learned are the times when I've enjoyed it, uh, when I've paid... Uh, um, attention to a presentation is when is when the presenter has charisma and can hold you in there. And that doesn't mean that they're telling jokes all the time, but they have something about them. I see too many in our industry who class themselves as keynote speakers and stuff like that, who have the charisma of this wooden yeah. table that my laptop yeah. sits Snore on. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 I I always get from my family. So I'm I'm the I'm the default IT support for the whole of my family and all my friends, right? <laughs> and I get, yep. is this a scam? Is that a scam? And I thought, what can I do to help those guys mm-hmm. to make it fun, to make it entertaining? Um, and it was just a progression of my rantiness on LinkedIn that kind of moved into into more of more of a cyber education. And that just seemed to take hold of people. That just seemed to... Um, the feedback I got from it was largely positive. I obviously get some people who, who get offended, but those people would be offended at, at, at an envelope or, or, a, or a cardboard box or something like that. I, so I think there are people um, who want to be offended because it feeds some kind of emotion in them that they want to foster. And, and I, I find that's just so exhausting. Um, like I, I thought it was funny what you said about keynote speakers. The, I did give a keynote for the first time this year and I got told that I triggered one person terribly and they were very offended. And I thought, I'm not sure whether that's good or bad, but at least it's an emotional response. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And 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 you don't have to worry about that. So so when somebody says to me, um, oh, I'm offended at that, I, I first off I, I worry if if I have intentionally offended somebody and I never set out to do that. I mm-hmm. never set out to offend anybody. I never set out with the intention of of singling somebody out and making them the butt of the joke. I'm always the butt of the joke or concepts are the butt of the joke or organizations are the butt of the joke. They're never a person, right? right. Because I think that's bad. That, that That's bad juju to do when, when you're absolutely you're, you're, you're the one, but also as well, some people who do get triggered, you're right. They love being offended or they love taking offense on somebody's behalf. And, and mm-hmm. actually I've learned through bits of experience that I can't change them and I can't argue with them. Because they've got years of experience at this, and and they'll never ever change. They're entrenched in that view. But you're also right as well that you're getting a reaction. And actually, some of those people are some of the great people for the reach of your stuff because they get so angry that they want to then rebroadcast it and say, yeah. "Hey, look what this guy's done!" And uh-huh. I'm like, "That's brilliant. That's brilliant. More I, can't, I can't pay for that advertising, right?" <laughs> You know, it's, so, it's 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 just great. So, so I I I think with with um you you have to invoke a reaction with people, um good or bad. I see comedians do it, and they intentionally tread that line of 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 acceptability. Right. And and you know whether whether you think it's funny or not, 
there's a bunch of other people who do think it's funny. So, so my only suggestion is when people do get offended, move some, move on to someone else. Go and look at somebody else's stuff. That's not going to offend you, you know. Yeah, yeah, because there's plenty of people that are enjoying it, and it's not hurting you if they're learning in this way. So one of the one of the criticisms that I have heard in the past <clears throat> is uh, keep it professional and 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 criticizing mm-hmm. something they call uh, edutainment. Well. Uh, if you can be entertained, I think you're going to retain a lot more um, than than if you are are just blankly staring at somebody who's showing you the those everlasting powerpoints that I just I just get yeah. exhausted by. <clears throat> I, I I I agree, and and um, one of my other careers, so I've had multiple careers. One of my other careers was a professional sports person, right? So I I, I was lucky enough to be good enough to play um, professional and semi-professional soccer. Okay. In in the UK, but soccer. So I was lucky enough to play with some really gifted professionals as well. And we worked as hard as anybody to better ourselves and better our craft. But we also had the most fun in the world as well. And I think when somebody comes at me and says, you have to be professional, um, I'm like, explain to me what that is. Mm -hmm. Does that mean using a certain vocabulary? Does that mean dressing a certain way? Does that mean... Um, uh, coming into work at a certain time and going at a certain time. Because all of those constraints, all of those constraints have been shown in the past to not only generate decent behaviours, but also generate very terrible behaviours mm-hmm. as well, right? You know, um, a, a certain Austrian in Germany in 1939 used all of those traits to, 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 to mobilise a terrible yeah. approach to stuff, you know? The same as his Russian counterpart used all of those traits as well to so so they that stuff can be used for bad as well as for good. So if anybody says to me, "Oh well, that's that's prof- that's not professional enough for us," or the language you're using isn't you know with our corporate image, I'm like, "That's cool. Go go to somebody else who who is not going to engage your staff, mm-hmm. who who is going to match your corporate image and allows you to tick all the boxes you need to tick, whilst your staff will still be caught out and disinterested in cybersecurity because I may say I might say a swear word yeah. once in a while. Yeah, you know. I think just- uh, when I run into that uh, that personality trait, it tends to be with people who lack confidence in themselves and their own abilities. They want to kind of hide in the uh, what's appropriate uh, patterns mm. so that so that they won't be caught out as not knowing um, you know what they're doing or, or not being capable and so so sometimes it's it's just a matter of they they need to feel better about themselves they need to gain their own confidence and mm. and that can be a difficult thing do you do you actually do uh, training in person to, with with corporations or is it typically online? Uh, it, it's so it has been online of me generate either the content library I've got, which is nearly fifty videos now, yeah, or and and it's kind of growing three or four a month, um, or uh, or, or doing bespoke videos for customers or, or bespoke material for them, where they'll say, hey, we've got um, we've got a campaign coming up and we'd like some some uh, some posters or some this or some that. So so I do that for them. However. The reason I did the stand-up last year is so I could offer an alternative to the yearly snooze fest, which is uh, October's Awareness Month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and it, it was essentially to 
to have a stand-up set. Mm-hmm. So about 20, 30 minutes, and I'm, I'm all, I've all, almost finished writing it, uh, to have a stand-up set where um, I come and do that for them and then stick around and answer questions. And if it's a big enough organisation, you know, we can do it two or three times in the day so everybody's covered. Um, but where we just have a bit of fun. Yeah. I ask them, I ask them to heckle me, you know, and things mm-hmm. like that where they can, you know, and, and we get involved in it. And I'm, I've, I'm writing it around the three P's, which are people, passwords, and fishing mm-hmm. to kind of cover most of those bases, you know, and, and I talk about the, the, the terrible approaches of, of, um, uh, uh, people being the weakest link, uh, or, or trying to make people the, the last line of technology when they've spent millions on technology mm-hmm. that hasn't worked, you know, or using people as scapegoats and then talking yeah. about terrible passwords and terrible approaches to get people to change passwords and things like that, you know, and, and things like you, you've seen the campaigns before people put posters out. Um, you wouldn't share your underpants. So why would you share your passwords yeah. and things like that? And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what pervert to share an underpants? Who, 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 who came that? up with this? I, you know, I mean, and not once have I ever looked at a friend and gone, would you like to change underpants? Would you, uh, I've got a nice pair of Calvin Klein's on. Would you like to, um, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, that's so, not a common so, occurrence. I mean, I don't think it's common, but maybe there are people out there doing this and you and I just don't know. Maybe I went to the wrong bank. Uh, maybe possibly. That's all it was. <laughs> maybe that's all it is. So, so I've, I've put that together or I'm putting it together to, um, to offer an alternative, um, and then, and then also, I am releasing an app as well, probably towards the end of February, that will have all my content on. Um, and the idea is to build a supportive uh, cyber community around the content that people can use and show uh, outside the workplace to their family and friends. Right. So it, it'll be a, it'll be a freemium version. So it'll be free for individuals, and they can download it as many times and give it to their kids to watch or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there'll be more stuff coming on. There'll be more Great. podcasts and things like that coming on it. Um, uh, and, or if an organization wants to use it, then we can talk about what that license fee is per head for, for them to use it internally. So, so you already have a pretty hefty body of work out there. I mean, that makes it sound way more formal than it is. What do you have a favorite of the videos that you've put out so far? <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it's almost like, Having more than one kid, isn't it? When somebody says, "Who's your favorite?" Uh-huh. Or, Who's your favorite? I, I I always do that when somebody says, "I've got two kids." I say, "Who's your favorite?" Yeah, there's got to be one. <laughs> I've told my um, kids which my favorite is. It's usually who's cleaned the house for me recently. They know that. <laughs> good, absolutely, absolutely. I was definitely my mum's favorite. So, um, but uh, <laughs> um, so oh, do do I have? I do. I, Should I tell you my I, favorite? I, go on. The, the send-up of the Rocky Horror um, okay. picture show, I couldn't stop laughing. I was in, I mean, I okay. my audit coordinator literally walked in and was like, are you, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you got to see this guy. <laughs> so I love that one because it was just so good. And I love the one of you um, on donkey back, you know, with the Western accent and the guns because it was oh, so okay. bad. Like, it was painfully bad. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah, accents yeah. were just horrible. And and it was wonderfully wonderfully bad which which 
I'm, and as you'll have seen from my videos, I've, I'm terrible at, at accents. I'm yeah. terrible at acting and stuff like that, right? And and that's not that's not a gift of me being really good at it and being really bad at it type of thing. I'm just bad at that stuff, and I'm okay with <laughs> genuinely that. terrible. Um, I'm genuinely okay with it, and we'll 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 talk about a new script with the team, and they'll go right. We want you to do a Russian accent, and I'm like, you know, I can't do accents, right? and you want me to do another accent, yeah. So, and and they have loads of fun with it. And I, I think my favourite to date uh, has been the Rocky Cyborg one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and only because I love Rocky, right? But I love Mickey. I love Mickey in in the Rocky films, okay. you know, and just the and and he he used to say to him, "Hey, Rocky, you bum," you know. And I just used to love, and I got to say that on video. The, I, I don't think that's what he I, said, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so there's two characters I, I've loved playing, uh, Mickey uh-huh. um, and Doc Emmett Brown in in the Marty in the Back to the Future one. Oh, oh, because, yeah, that was fantastic. You know, uh, I, I just love saying 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's it's great. And uh, they, they, they're the two I've really, really enjoyed. Doing. But but I love doing all of them. And actually, um, I, I I don't tend to watch them back. That's the problem. Mm. I love doing them, but I don't tend to watch them back. We were talking about this before we started recording. I'm ultra critical of myself. Yeah. So when I watch it back, or even when I watch this podcast back, I'll go, Oh, I should have said that differently, or I should have said that differently. Yeah, and, and I never want to do another take on it. To oh, be no. quite honest, I just let it go as mm-hmm. as it is, you know. So it's um, yeah, those those, those have been my two favorites. Uh, I've I've got a Mr. Bean one coming out, so oh, I think you guys got awesome. Mr. Bean, over there. Mr. Yeah, Bean yeah. is is uh, yeah, yeah. one of my favorites. I but I have yeah. in in my heart of hearts, I do have a fifteen year old boy sense of humor, so I, I think yeah. that's why Mr. Bean is a, is just classic. No, I, 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 as I say, when, when we sit down and, and we talk about the ideas and the scripts, we've also got an idea of a billionaires boys club type of approach, where um, where we choose um, uh, Bezos, Musk, Zuckerberg, Gates, Bank. We'll go along Richard Branson. We'll go along all of them, and we'll we'll have a security topic for each of them that's relevant to their success, right? Oh, uh-huh. you know, so. So uh, Bezos will be cloud. Musk will be how you can get data erased off the internet of you looking <laughs> like a fat, bald, and teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, uh, Branson. Branson will just be doing crazy stunts to 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 raise his profile and how that can backfire and things like that. So we've got an idea of doing something like that where I don't even bother doing accents this time. I just use my Liverpool accent, and then I claim that. These guys actually were born and grown up, grew up in Liverpool, and that's a little known fact, you know. So, kind of play on that idiocy, sure, a, a, a little bit. So, so we're looking at maybe doing that, um, and then you guys had Carl Sagan over there, right, as the scientist mm-hmm. who explained everything. We've got a chap called Brian Cox in in the UK, Professor Brian Cox, and he does that type of stuff. And I'd love to do a parody of that on cybersecurity. So he explains science really well. And he's got a very gentle voice and he comes from Manchester and everything's brilliant and he talks like that. <laughs> so I've got an idea to do something like that as well. But as an explainer, 
and maybe even maybe even tout that to somebody like Netflix or Apple or stuff like that. You know, that would I be think, brilliant. I think so that would be cool. I, I'm excited to see what you have coming up for this year because uh, everything you put out in the past, very entertaining, but also um, educational. It helps people understand the the, the cybersecurity. Um, topics that are sometimes you start talking to people about uh cybersecurity and then they just kind of blank out because it's it's not fun but you bring the entertainment part into it and it and it really makes it so um it's engaging it's and and the information gets in there and and i just love that about what you have and and the idea is that that's not a panacea right the idea is that's one one thing in your arsenal of, of awareness tools right you know so i'm not saying just do this and don't do know before or proof point or fin security or stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying any of that, but I am saying if you want to engage your people and get them, get them involved in security rather than having to force them to do it. Sure. It's easier to do it if you give them something worth their time and their attention because attention spans are short. And that's why I keep the videos between one and five minutes mm-hmm. in in length. So, so we're not, we're not expecting too much of our people because if I, I, I said earlier on about um, using using them as technology or the last line. I, I disagree with that. However, if you if you train tra- train them well and give them something that is interest, you don't have to ask them to be your last line of technology. Right. They're, they're at the forefront of all of this without without them being asked at all. You know. Yeah, I I I agree with you. What you're saying about. Um putting that pressure even on, or the expectation that people will be your last line of defense. We have plenty of technology to really back people up. And, and mm-hmm. uh, if there are any processes in an organization that allows one person to um, uh, bank transfer $6 million to you know, somebody that, that they think is the CEO, uh, there's, there are processes that need to be addressed and not just the individual's Agreed. knowledge. And yes, it's great to have knowledge with people. It's great to build that understanding. It's great to give that to them so that they can protect themselves from these um, ever-increasing phishing campaigns at their homes, in their, in their, in their home email, their home um, phone, you know, whatever they're, they're dealing with outside of the office is good knowledge to have. But relying mm. on it as your last line of defense, mm. I think is, um, I think is unrealistic. Because we are we are stupid carbon based life forms, right? And I don't say that to be disparaging. I include myself in that. We are all life based carbon life based forms, right? Where where we will all fall foul of a scam and an attack because anthropologically we are built to trust and help. And that's how you build societies and that's how you build friendships and relationships and blah, blah, blah. And so so you're going to get people who will look for the angle in it. You're going to get people who will trick other people. And, and, and I think we have to, we have to realize that, yeah. that with, any, with any process, you know, the old people process technology triad, with any of that, yes, the people will always be um, a, a point of entry. And and that's where people say that they'll be the weakest link, and I disagree with that. There'll always be a point of entry. Mm-hmm. I like but how actually, you actually, you know, the 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 other two are the important bits. Yeah. That so many so many organisations focus all their effort, money, time, and resources in, and largely get it wrong every single. You you do audits. I've done audits in my past. I've never gone. I've never come out of an audit and gone. Dave in accounts is rubbish. Get rid of him. <laughs> no. I've always come out of an <laughs> no. order. Yeah, you know? that's terrible. 
I've always come out of an audit to turn around and say, hey, that process around that or that technology thing around that is not what, or that, you know, um, yeah. I, I may turn around and say that the way you train your staff is not often enough or is, is not inclusive enough. But not, not once do I ever point the finger at, at those people, you right. know, so. Yeah, I, I've heard um, things like, oh, well, Joey so-and-so uh, gave his password to someone because he got fished. Really? Well, why did he also give him his second factor? Um, yeah. Like, why aren't, why didn't you have multi-factor authentication in place? Why, what, what other, if, if all it takes to get into your organization is one given up password, then, then the technologies are not in place that need to be in place. I agree. There's, there's much, much worse with your organization than Joey giving away his password. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Poor Joey. Although Joey, although Joey always does that, by the way. Well, you know, if he would buy his round, I think it would be in his favor. But, I mean, jury's out on yeah. Joey. Um, before we, we wrap up this call, it's just been a delight. Is there anything else that you wanted to, to share with the, the audience or anything coming up uh, with CyberOff or yourself? Uh, I've I've mentioned about the app coming out at at the end of uh, at, at the end of February. I've I've got I've I've got something coming out which is going to be cool, uh, and and it's going to be a podcast that somebody else is putting together, but I'm going to be a regular presenter on it. Um, and and it's it's with a guy in the UK who's who's making his way in stand up. He's he's much further on than than I am and, and he's known by quite a few people as well. And he's been on TV for it. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's that's going to be exciting. That's just um and and then also I'm I'm excited to to get the script finished and and test it with a few people and and see see if they find it funny enough to then pay money for it. Right. So um I, I, I just love being in front of people and and then smiling and then uh, uh, kind of getting something out of what I'm saying to them, you know. So right. so they, 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 they're the kind of cool things. Last year was a blast for me, even though it was in COVID times. And I know, you know, everybody's had their own story in COVID, but it was a blast for me seeing CyberOff grow from an idea into, into generating revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully next year it will, or this year rather, hopefully this year it will, Take a next step again, where we'll get, we'll get better with our content, we'll get better with the scripts, we'll get better with the production, we'll get better with all of that stuff, and then I'll I'll do the other stuff that you know, lots more people are asking me to come on their podcasts, so people are asking me to come and talk to their teams, and 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 that's cool because yeah. as you can tell from this podcast, I love the sound of my own voice. Is that- <laughs> all right, where where's the best place that people can find you so they can hear more of that voice? Uh, find me on LinkedIn, uh, Ian, Ian Murphy on LinkedIn. Uh, my picture is as, as a red curtain behind it. That was my first stand up gig. So that, that was a picture of that. Uh, you can find me, uh, going to cyberoff.co.uk. So, uh, that's cyber and off. Think of a swear word and then off and then <laughs> .co.uk. Okay. It, 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 it's, it's actually how I come up with the name. I know it's childish. It's perfect. I know it's childish. It's perfect. And I get fed up with people using cyber to make themselves sound windswept and interesting. Yeah. And I really think it, I really think it was techie geeks in our industry who thought if they called themselves cyber security that they may have a chance of getting laid. And, and that just it's hasn't just happened It's just not true. It's just not. 
<laughs> well, we'll make sure um, so, and put those so, links yeah. in 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 um on our webpage w- with the the podcast. I would love for people to get connected with you. I'm personally super excited to see this this app that you have coming out, and um I I hope to see you in person one day on the stage. And awesome. And uh, um, thank you so much for coming and talking to me. Jen, thanks so much for having me on. It's been a blast. I've really enjoyed it. Thank All right, you. take care. Thanks again for joining me for this very first episode of season three. I loved it. I I think that our guest was just absolutely uh, a, a breath of fresh air in terms of, of uh, security training and awareness. Please go and check out. Um, I'll have the links in the show notes and, and get connected with him on LinkedIn. Find where his new uh, app, app is because I think you're going to find a lot of value in it. Please join me again for our next um, episode. I, uh, I mean, I have so many great guests lined up. I can't list them all, mostly because I forget. But you're going to like them, and I'll talk to you again later. Bye. Thanks for watching. To watch more episodes of Security Metrics Podcast, click on the box on the left. If you prefer to listen to this podcast, it's available on all your favorite podcast platforms. See you on the slopes.